Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the She Is Grace podcast. My guest today is Nanette Ray. Welcome, Nanette. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. So let's just jump right on in. You're a recipient uh, of the 2021 Houston Business Journal Women Mean Business Honoree, and congratulations on that. Thank you. And also, you're an executive leader with a passion for assisting small business owners. Please share other endeavors that you are actively involved in. Well, I am currently uh, president and CEO of TNR Advisors and Management Consultants, LLC. Okay. Um, our firm's been around since 2008, and we provide accounting and consulting services uh, to small to medium-sized businesses, corporations, nonprofits uh, in the Houston area. Okay. Oh, okay. And um, anything else you're involved? Okay, so... Well, you're involved in other things in the community as well, I know. So by you uh, being in the business sector, and I see that you eagerly reach so many people over the years with your expertise, excuse me. So with that being said, you are the vice chair of treasury with the Morgan Fraser Cancer Foundation. So why are you so so enthusiastic about this initiative and how long have you been involved, involved with the foundation? Well, that's a great question. Um, I actually met uh, Donita and Dan Fraser um, about three years ago. Um, their daughter, Morgan, uh, passed away from cancer about 12 years ago. Sorry and they started the foundation uh, to help other uh, families that have been diagnosed with a pediatric uh, cancer diagnosis. And just hearing their story and getting to know them I was just really passionate about helping families that have been diagnosed with um, a, a pediatric cancer. So um, that's been our journey. We're, we're, we're friends uh, as well. So just being able to help families in the Houston community has just been amazing. Wow, that is awesome. So I can only imagine what parents you know, must endure during the difficult time of their children battling cancer. But serving in this capacity is very rewarding, I'm for sure, as well. And I noticed that this foundation has assisted many children during their struggles. And are volunteers still needed in spite of COVID-19? Yeah, actually, uh, we do still need volunteers. We have an annual gala that we do that's a fundraiser. Um, We also give toys out to the children at Texas Children's uh, Hospital at multiple locations. Um, And we also um, do uh, comedy shows and things like that for the families we we help them with non-medical assistance, uh, like rent, uh, utility payments, but also a parent's night out, comedy shows, just an opportunity for them to just get away for a few hours and not have to really worry about cancer and dealing with, you know, and to see the kids that have been diagnosed and the siblings enjoying themselves is really just, um, really touches the heart. Wow. And something key that you said was that uh, that you allow the parents to get away from all the from everything that they're dealing with, with the cancer diagnosis and the comedy show. And and that's awesome, because I think as parents, you know, if we're going through something like that, we, we always need a break as a parent in some case. So that's awesome. And you said that you have a comedy, you have comedy shows, you have an annual gala and you give toys to children as well. Is there anything else the foundation does? Uh, um, community? We- 
we do donations um, and then we have other community partners um, that we work with. So if families need assistance with housing, um, let's say they're traveling in town um, for treatment and need a place to stay, we partner with someone that assists with that. So um, yes, they can definitely um, go out to the website um, and, and get some more information. Okay. That sounds great. So you're definitely greatly involved uh, with educating uh, small businesses programs you have in the corporate space and the um, corporate space in the private space as well. Did you did you do you see I'm sorry. Do you see a high number of minority women at these workshops? Um, Absolutely. I, I actually work with or facilitate Goldman Sachs has a small uh 10,000 small business program where it's, it's like a mini uh, master's degree with a 12 week program that business owners will go through. Um, and I facilitate the financial workshops, which are two weeks. And so uh, I see a lot of minority um, women and men um, that are uh, participate in those programs. And as well as for Houston community college, I do their small business success series, which is like a six week a training course. Uh, the majority of the participants are going to be minorities um, and a okay. high percentage of that women. Oh, wow. You said black women? Black women. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. So why are you so enthusiastic about guaranteed wealth? Well, um, we, we call it generational uh, wealth. And the reason why it's so important is because Proverbs 13 and 22 says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And so it's God's will that we have generational wealth, wealth that we can pass down from one generation to another. Um, And I just feel like uh, as African-Americans and especially as women, um, we have not been as successful in that area of our lives. Um, And so it's just so important that. we we learn how to do that, uh, and we're able to benefit from what all God God plans for us. Yeah, that's awesome because I do believe the same thing that um, that we should create that generational wealth for our children, children's children as well. And I believe that you're on target with educating others on the importance of generational wealth, so that we can leave a generational wealth. I say lineage for our families as well. So, do you think? Being a small business owner, is that a start or do you mean investing in stocks, investing in 401k? What is the focal point for leaving this generational wealth? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Most, well, the majority of people that are really wealthy own businesses. Right. And so when you look at, well, you know, we, we are an accounting firm. We do tax planning, tax preparation. Um, So when you look at the tax law, it is catered to small business owners. Mm -hmm. And so um, you really, to take it to the next level, uh, you really do need to have some type of uh, business. And that can be a side hustle. Uh, It can be something that you love to do on the side that you generate um, income from. Um, But the real way to build wealth is going to be through business ownership. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. 
Another question I want to kind of uh, ask you as well. Um, is there a difference in teaching professionals versus like college students? Uh, is there a different le level of eagerness to learn your expertise? Uh, absolutely. Um, professionals or people that are running their businesses already are eager to learn because okay. they're in the thick of it. Right. So right. every day um, they are dealing with the finances, dealing with the numbers. Um, and most business, business owners got into business because they love what they do. They have a passion for what they do. They have a gift for whatever that is, whether it's baking or making flowers or doing mm -hmm. podcasts or whatever, whatever it is that they do. Right. Um, but the numbers are not always something they feel comfortable about. And as business owners, it's really important that you understand your numbers. So uh, I think they've got that real life experience. So mm -hmm. professionals tend to be um, more, have more skin in the game, so to speak, when, when they're in those trainings and are a lot more eager to learn. Whereas college students, it's all kind of theory. Right. <laughs> There's no practical implementation uh, of the concepts. They're just learning and then moving on to the next class. Okay. So something key you said is understanding the, their numbers for the business. Okay. So it, is that something that um, these entrepreneurs or small business owners, is that does that come from not doing their homework, not doing their research, or not having a business plan? What stems from them not understanding their numbers? Um, some people just aren't very, uh, when I say understanding your numbers, I'm meaning um, when you have a business, uh, there's financial statements and things like that that are generated from, from the business, balance sheets, income statements, things like that. And a lot of people just don't understand how to read them. They don't understand what, what they're saying. And those statements actually tell a story about your business. Um, and so it's important as business owners, you understand what story your, your financial information is saying about your business. Because um, it could be a very positive story or it could be a very negative story. And I think most of that's not something that's typically taught uh, in high schools um, and um, or, or you may not have taken a, an accounting class or um, anything like that. So people struggle with understanding that. And wow. so we just advise that's an important part of running your business uh, is understanding your numbers. And if that's something that you're not good at, then seek a mentor or help from an accountant or someone that can assist you with that. Okay. Wow. That's some great information. So how has God guided you through your success? He has been there. Uh, well, I, I lost my mother at an early age. I was in high school, uh, ninth grade when she passed away and he has placed angels and mentors along the path of my life to guide me and show me, um, the way to go. Um, mm -hmm. And he's allowed situations early in my life, uh, like losing my mother, that I had to lean on him and turn to him uh, for strength and to move on. Um, and that helped build my relationship early with him so that when tough times happen, which they do, um, I had a resource or uh, a refuge to go to. Um, and that has just sustained me. And um, I've taught my children as well to have a relationship with him, um, to pray about things, um, to seek his guidance. 
um, and to wait um, to make sure that you're operating within his will. So I think I can go back and look at my life and see that there were angels or mentors. I I call them mentors, but really they were angels um, that God placed along the way to guide me um, in to do this work, to do what I'm doing now. Right. So how did you know that, when did you know that you had a gift in the finance realm? Probably about um, 10 10 years ago, um, because we started our, we started this entrepreneurship journey back in 2002. Um, So running our own business there for a while, really, like I said, you're in the trenches um, and you're, you're, you're figuring it out. Um, but when I really started to work with my team and have to explain the numbers to them, I think my gift is being able to explain it in layman's terms that anyone can understand it. That's, that's what I've been told is that, um, you know, I, I have the gift of explaining the financial information that it makes sense to someone that has no experience with finance. Okay. Okay. We didn't capture everything that you're involved with. You had, you're on a board of directors, correct? Yeah. I'm also, uh, serve as on the board of directors for the Houston Minority Supplier Development Council. Okay. Um, that is a local council that helps minority business owners, um, gain contracts with corporations, uh, and large entities corporate entities. And so I am currently the, what we call the MBE input committee chair. uh, And that is a board position. So I speak on behalf of all the MBEs uh, for the council. I represent them on the, on the board and speak as their voice. So um, whatever it is that MBEs feel the organization can assist them with, or we need, um, then I provide them that feedback. Okay. So like I said, your uh your schedule is packed with power and you're involved in a lot of aspects. And uh so what guidance can you provide to the audience for small business owners? Someone that's maybe wants to get into having a small business or someone that's already in the trenches and maybe they're having some difficulty. Definitely you want to build relationships. Uh, business is about relationships. People do business with people that they like and they know. Wow. Um, and there are four key relationships I think every business owner needs to have. Okay. One is with your banker. Um, no matter how much, most people think you have to have a relationship with the banker when you have lots of money in the bank. Um, and that's just not simply not true. Um, most of us are banking at... Um, at local banks or one of the big chain banks and get to know the bank manager, get to know your teller, go in and talk to them about your business and where you are and what your plans are. Each bank has, has tools or uh, items that, that, that can meet you where you are and they can be there to help you as you grow. Uh, The second relationship is going to be an accountant. As I mentioned earlier, it's so important that you know your numbers, right? Because um, as your business grows, you're going to need to maybe borrow money from a bank to 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 build a new building or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and accountants can help you really understand um, your numbers. You need someone from a legal perspective. 
um, that can help you with business contracts, make sure that you have an understanding of that. And then also insurance in terms of risk management. You need to have someone in the insurance industry that's providing your uh, insurance for you to make sure that you're covered. So those are the key four relationships um, that business owners need to cultivate um, early on. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So you said, got to get have a great relationship with your banker. You have to have an accountant and you said you have to have a legal advisor and insurance. Yes. Those okay. are the so, four key relationships. So the insurance, what, what can you go into more details about the insurance? Well, as a business owner, um, especially if as your business starts to grow and you want to do business with corporations and large entities, okay. they're going to require that you have liability insurance, uh, workman's comp insurance, um, and they usually will have an, a requirement of at least a million dollars um, on the insurance okay. uh, or two million dollars. I've seen corporations that will require two million dollars. So you really want to make sure that you have a relationship with someone that's uh, doing that is doing your insurance to make sure that all your risks are covered. Um, Like if an employee goes out and has an accident um, or an employee falls, um, that you're covered in terms of your insurance to cover that that incident. So you don't end up losing your business uh, because of some type of um, accident. Yeah, this is some great, great information. Thank you so much. So how does one seek a mentor? What would you say? What is your advice on seeking a mentor? Well, first of all, you need to be, I would say, instead of reaching out to random people as mentors, you definitely want to build a relationship, right? Right, gotcha. Uh, Get to know them, attend events that they may be at, introduce yourself, see them several times, get to know them. First, and then when you go to them as a mentor, a lot of times people will come as a mentor and just say, "Hey, I want you to be a mentor." Be specific. Um, hey, I need your help with with this. Such or such. I need your guidance with this. Do your homework. Um, typically, people that are in a position to be mentors are very, very busy. So, if you come and you want me to be your mentor, I need to know specifically what you need. You've done your homework. Um, so you know the basics, and then I'm helping you with the complicated things. Um, that would be my recommendation: um, is just not randomly ask people to be your mentor, but be be strategic and, right. and people that can really assist you, um, and then know exactly what it is that you need and value their time. Right, value their time. That is a good one. So business is definitely about uh, relationships. We talked about that a lot, a lot, right? And so um, I noticed that you said you have to be specific. You have to do your homework. And uh, also, I would add to that to pray about it as well. Would you agree that you need to pray about the person that God is going to have you, um, you know, probably talking to on a daily basis at some point? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to make sure that you're guided um, by him and it's not something that's emotional or you're picking someone because of who you think they are because wow. not everybody's geared to be a really good mentor. Wow. I love and that. I think if you pray about it, um, then that'll help you really be able to make some good decisions. Yeah. That all, everything you said today was great information. Um, I just thank you, Nanette, for being a part of the, she is great. Po- she is Grace podcast. Can you please share your social media platforms and your website? 
Okay. Uh, yes, I'm on LinkedIn, um, TNR Accounting, uh, as well as um, Facebook, same TNR Accounting. TNR. TNR. Okay. Yes, accounting, all spelled out, um, as well as Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Okay. Well, sounds great. Well, thank you again for being a part of the She Is Grace podcast. Um, thank you so much. So thank this you. is this is D.O. Hicks, and I thank you for tuning in today. Always live your truth unapologetically. Peace and blessings always. <laughs>